Hi everyone, welcome back to Just My Thoughts with your favorite host, Ken De Ogunsoya. If you're just joining us, thank you and welcome to the show. Here you should expect interesting discussions about relationships, lifestyle, and mental well-being. Enjoy this episode. Just my thoughts with Kennedy Ogunsa. Obviously, this voice is not Kenny's voice today. My name is Esther. Um, you're welcome to the second episode of Life Therapy, where we talk about life experiences, lessons learned, and so on and so forth. So, I, all I need you to do is relax um, and get one or two things out of today's episode. Okay? Yes. So, um. Let go. So today, guys, I'll be talking about how changing my mindset changed my life. Um, just a little backstory of something that happened to me about four years ago and how like that whole experience changed my life. So growing up, I've always been a good student and um, I've never failed a subject, a course and all and all. Until, until I went to the university about four years ago. And, um, so I, I'm studying medicine and for my foundation year, I studied at the University of Debrecen in Hungary. And so, um, when I, when I went into, got into the university, it was very different. A lot of things were very different for me. Number one, I was in a different country. Number two, um, I did not really understand their marking scheme and system. Like the educational system was just very different, I know, from um, what I was used to. So it became a first of the first struggle was to kind of now understand this new system and be able to work with this system. And like in the school, they had this policy; they still have it, where they um where you can exempt your exams meaning you can decide not to take exams at the end of the semester and that and that happens like and you can only do that if you're able to get above 75 percent like from 75 percent and above like an average of 75 percent and above in your tests so um we used to have tests like every four weeks or every three weeks depending on the course and like the syllabus and all so, um, and let's say at the end of the semester, you would have had like four tests. If your average is calculated from three, actually, actually three of, of your best tests, like, um, from three of the tests, there's three of the best tests. If they calculate your average as over 75, you, you get to exempt the exam if you want. So you can decide not to take the exam. If you still want to go ahead and take the exam because you feel like you can do better, then yeah, it's left to you. But that was it. And um, so let's say you have to have 75, 75, 75, three times. So your average is 75. So um, but 
and obviously because of this everybody was striving to get 75 everybody wanted to be able to have like good averages so that they can exempt the exam and then it became a thing where those who exempt exams were the smartest like they will be seen as those who are intelligent and those who are smart and obviously i've always been a smarty <laughs> i've always like been a good student so i also obviously wanted to exempt the exams even though at the back of my mind like some people tell us it doesn't really matter the fact that you're not able to exempt does not mean you're not a smart student but so yeah so i definitely so i obviously wanted to exempt because for a lot of us that was what defined our smartness or our being good students but unfortunately for me i was it was a struggle to get up to 75 which was so strange because I'm like, this is ordinary 75, only 75 over 100. And I'm struggling so much to get it. I kept trying, trying, but instead of getting 75, I'll go from 70 to 74 to 73 to 60 to 65. Like, I just never got above 75 or even up to 75. And like, it was really terrible for me. I would cry and cry and i'll be like oh god i'm a failure i'm just here feeling i'll call my parents i'll cry to them i'll tell them that i'm just wasting their money i'm not doing well and my mom will be like ah, wait what did you get and i'll tell her 60 or 70 and she'll be like but that's not a bad score like you did not fail failing means getting below 51 and you're getting way above that so but no, like, it, it just didn't do it for me. So I would always feel bad. I always cry about the whole thing at all because I felt like I should be doing better. I, it felt like I was failing. The fact that I was not able to get up to that mark that they had, and that standard they had set, I just felt like I was failing. And then it got to a point where I just gave up because it felt like no matter what I was doing, I was not able to get 75. So now I would just study and be like, mm, whatever, test it tomorrow. I'll just go and write it after all. In the end, I'll never get up to 75. So what's the point? Like, I now started to even prepare towards exam because I was like, this one is already obvious that there's no way I'm going to miss this exam. I have to write the exam. So I said, I already gave up on the test and I was just writing the test just for writing sake. And I was not bothered anymore about exempting. So um, one of those days, like towards the end of the semester, there was a, another friend of mine that I was very close to then, and I would also call him and tell him how I'm not doing well and um, how I'm failing and all and all. And so, like, there was this day when I was prepared for another test, and he called me and I was like asking, "Okay, how are you? How are preparations going and all?" And I was like, "I beg you, after all, I'll still go there and fail." So what's the point? And I mean, I'm just reading, just to read this thing. And then he was like, but how can you already be saying you're going to fail? Like you've never taken the test. You've not seen the, the questions and you already feel like you're not going to do well. Like, how do you expect to do well when that is already what you have in mind? Like that's already the mindset that you have that you're not going to do well. How do you expect to do well? And then he was like that. You should not lose faith. Like you should not lose hope. It's still too early. Like you should, st- like he was encouraging me to still have, 
to still be positive and to not be like having that negative mindset that I'm not going to do. Well, just focus on being positive and because that was what even spur me and like inspire me to try to study better. Because it's a very different thing when you're studying with the fear of I'm going to fail or with, or with mindset of whatever I do, I'll still not do well. So let me just do for for this sake. If compared to when you're studying like oh i'm going to do well i'm going to do so well like somehow the the effort you put in is very different and even mentally like your your mental preparedness is very is also very different so like after i spoke to me that day obviously i didn't just snap out of it like that like like i see this magic but somehow i now started to try to change so like i just started to like change my my expectation at all and so I, I went that day, I took the test. At the exam hall, it was not so great, but I was just like, mm, at least I've tried what I can. I've done what I can do, so it's fine. So when I got back home, he called me again. I was like, how was the test? How did it go? And then I was like, mm, I think I failed again, Shah, but whatever. <laughs> and he was like, uh-uh, you've never seen the result. I already feel like you failed. I was like, I know what I wrote. And I was like, that doesn't... Like it does, still, it doesn't mean you should just think you feel you failed. And by the way, you should stop saying that word failure because you don't even you're not even failing to begin with. Like your scores are not below fifty one, so it's not like you failed. You just got an average. Like you you just been getting average score, and you just not be getting up to the score that you want. So stop saying that word. I failed. I failed. So I was like, okay, fine. So he was he told me that when I get my results, I should like call him and tell him what I got but I should not say I failed I should just say I got 60 this or I got 70 this and I'm like okay fine so like after I got my result I think it was like a 60 something and then I called him and told him I was like "Mm -hmm, Nigeria that is like average score it's not a failed score like so um, he was like I should stop saying that was failed because the more like our words number one there's power in the tongue Number two, our minds are like magnets. Like what you, like there's this part of the Bible that says, as a man thinks in his heart, so it is. And I feel like it's very, it's also very applicable here because if you keep thinking you're a failure, you, you'll be failing. <laughs> that is like subconsciously, that is what will happen to you. Like because your mindset is like a magnet that attracts what happens to you. And also our words like create our reality. Our words are like, there's power of life and death in the tongue. So, like, he really spoke to me that day, and I, I took it so seriously. I started to watch what I was saying and, like, watch what I was thinking, too. So, I now, I now, I, I wrote down that word failure on the paper, and then I canceled it. I was like, I'm canceling failure out of my dictionary. I'm never going to say this ever again. So, instead of saying I failed, I'll just say, oh, I didn't do as well as I wanted to do. And then I will, like, and when I'm going to the exam hall, I'm saying I'm going to succeed. I'm going to um, do well and all. So um, that was how, that was the beginning of how changing my mindset started to change my life. And not just academically, but like all around. Okay, so the question was, um, did it have any uh, effect on your mental health or like life generally? Maybe affected some other parts of your life. Maybe you couldn't focus on other stuff or you couldn't do even be function functional in other like daily activities yes so um like i said before i was always crying 
after every exam, I'll cry. Sometimes I'll cry after the exam hall. And then, like, in a way, I just felt like, could it be that medicine is not for me? Because I was like, if this is just foundation and I'm finding it so difficult at my foundation year, like this, maybe, um, maybe this medicine is not for me. So, like, it's really bothered me. I'll cry about it a lot. I, I, I felt like I did not, like, for instance, I, I felt like I almost got depressed, but somehow, I, I won't say I got depressed because I wasn't clinically di- diagnosed that well enough. So let me, not, let me not say I got depressed, but it was a really hard time for me because this was a very new experience. I've, I've always, like I said, I've, all, I've never struggled with academics, so I did not know how to face struggling with academics. It was very strange and very different for me. So all I knew how to do was cry, cry, and cry. I will pray to, well, still cry, and I'll be like, God, I, I, I might be punished for something. Like, what's really, what's happening to me? And because, and then, especially because it felt like the more I was putting in the work, I was not seeing the results. So, it, and I don't know what else I was going to do. It just felt like I could not do it. Like, maybe the medicine was not for me. There was a day I cried. I called my parents, and I was talking to my mom, and she was like, Okay, do you want to stop the medicine? Like, do you want to change your course? And I'm like. No, I don't want to change my course because people already know I'm doing medicine. What will people say? They'll say I failed medical school <laughs> and I did not do well. Oh, I'm not a smart person and all and, and all and all. So I was like that. No, and that was that was actually what did not allow me to change my course. That fear of what will people say? That was so, somehow what kept. And then somehow I just wanted to prove to myself that I can do this because I mean it's, it's school. Like it's cool. It's what I've doing all my life. So I just wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. But like it definitely affected me mentally. I stopped going like I wasn't going out. I was not going for any social gatherings or meetings. It was just my house, church, school, my house, church, school. Like I would hardly hang out with friends because I felt like I'd not deserve to be hanging out with people when I was not doing well in school. So yeah, I think that was the major way it affected me. Okay, um, that's a lot. And sometimes I also <laughs> felt like maybe I was like I was not enough. I was not smart enough. Maybe medicine was really not for me. Plus, you know how like some teachers in secondary school, then when you tell them I want to study medicine, they'll be like, medicine is not for everybody. Some of you have done anything, <laughs> all those kind of things. So sometimes, like those things that those teachers used to say to us, will come back to my mind. I'll be like, "So this teacher was right after all. Like, I'm not, I'm not supposed to be in medical school at all." So like, it really messed up my head, like, and oh, I just wanted to get out of that space. Wow, for for <laughs> maybe you were probably young at that time, and that would have been very difficult for you to even and even elderly people say they have issues like this too. But you know, like you are probably in your third year now, right? Yes. Okay. So looking back, imagine that was just foundation. <laughs> yeah. Looking back now, yeah. and like all these years have passed, and you have been—I know you have been doing well—and like, what was it, when you going to think about it right now? Like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe there was a part, there was a point in your life in the past three, four years now that you wanted to relive those moments or those things wanted to come back up. Or like, what was it like right now? We think about it. Okay, so like, um, yeah, I'm in my third year now. Glory to God, it has actually helped me like through my like through my years in school so far. And 
sometimes like I actually thank God that that whole thing happened in my foundation year and I was able to scale through because I feel like maybe if it had happened maybe my third year or second year maybe I would have given up or something but maybe because it was foundation somehow I felt like okay I can still do this no so this is just first year like this is just foundation I can still do this so it has actually helped me in that right now there is no course or no there's like there's nothing i'll be studying and it will look like i cannot do it like there's nothing that there's no course for instance that i studied that feels like too much for me or looks like i cannot do this like i always approach every new course and every new subject or new obstacle with that mindset of i can do this like i'm smart i'm a success i cannot feel I can do this and that is what like keeps pushing me and keeps helping me go like go high go on even when because medical school can be <laughs> can be challenging sometimes but like even when it feels like very challenging and then i remember that um there was a period where it felt like i was going through something similar and i was able to scale through it helps me know that yeah i can do this okay so um like if you at least you, would you, as you explained it now nothing sounded like maybe you, you just snap out of it like you had things you had to do things you had to even like unlearn and learn mm-hmm. so like what was it like for imagine someone that's listening to this now that is probably going to the same situation now I know no matter what we say I can't just make you just snap out of it but maybe you can at least learn from experiences that's the point of this podcast like people should learn from what people like had to go through or stuff like that yeah. So, okay. So, um, like you said, I didn't just snap out of it. Um, let me just backtrack a bit to some of the things that I started to do. Um, that whole period. So, first things first, I knew I had to change my mindset about a lot of things. So, first of all, I had to stop thinking that I was failing every time I get a sixty or a sixty-one or a seventy. I'll just be like, oh. I know I can do better, but right now, maybe I didn't study enough. Maybe I need to put in more effort. Um, maybe I was tensed. Maybe I went to the exam, I was scared. Like, I had to change my mindset and, and my approach to a lot of things. Um, also, I had to, like I said, I canceled that word failure from my dictionary. I had to stop feeling like I was failing. I had to stop feeling like um, I was a failure. And because the kind of person I am... <laughs> It's easier for me to think of the negative. So I had to start making a conscious effort to see the positive side of things or like think of the positive. So I started to write words of affirmations and paste them everywhere. My mirror, my wardrobe, my table, my laptop, everywhere. Like every around my house, you see, I'm a success. I can do this. I will exempt my exams i'll get above 75 or above 80 so like yeah i started to like write down all those words of affirmation just so i remember and then before every exam even while preparing for the exam i will be reminding myself i'm a success i can do this while studying if, if there's something that maybe i'm finding difficult to understand i will um, try to i will like remind myself again and then i'll try again instead of just giving up and just leaving it. I, I, i'll try again and um so yeah, that was that. Also, I started to I increase my goal. Like, I increased my goal, and I started to 
want to do better so let's say for instance um let's say all along my goal was just to get 75 because i just wanted to get 75 and just exempt now i now started to increase my goal so i increased it to 80 and i'm like okay i want to get 80 and so if for adventure i don't get up to 80 maybe i'll fall around 70 something that was what was happening actually so when i noticed that oh when when i set my goal to 80 i'll get maybe 74 I was like, okay, maybe if I increase it again, I'll get a higher score. And that was what I suggest I did until I started to increase my goal to getting 100. And what that made me do now was try, like, let's say before I would just cover 75% of the material, which should be enough to get me 75. Now I'll now try to make sure my, make my, and make sure that I cover 100% of the material so that, because my aim is now to get 100%. And, what was now happening was maybe I don't get 100, I'll not get like 80, 90. It felt like a joke at first. Like it felt like I don't know, I don't know how to explain it because you know how motivational speakers used to say all this. Like that period, it felt like am I just being a motivational speaker to myself? But I actually saw this thing happen. Like I actually saw it come to pass in my life and like it felt very unreal at first. But like, I was just very grateful to God because it worked. And even the way I used to study, I stopped studying with fear. I, I started to study to understand instead of just because I want to pass. And by the time the next semester came, I exempted two courses. And then the, the third one, I didn't exempt, but I did not go to the exam hall with that mindset of, ha, ah, I failed. Now I have to grant exam. No, I went with, ah, uh, I know this thing. I can do it. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe I didn't do so well during the semester. But I'm very, like, I was even excited going to the exam hall because I was like, I know I can do better in this exam. And I actually did um, better in the exam. And I was like, I, I, I was, and like, I was really um, glad about the score. Oh, let's even say, before, before I even got to this point, when I started doing this whole um, affirmations, I can do this, change my mindset. <laughs> it was so funny. Like the first test I wrote, I failed it. Like that was the worst score. It was the lowest score. And I was just like, ah, what, what is happening? But I've canceled the word failure from my dictionary. I've said I'm a success. And I said I can do this. And I, I tried to, I studied. So like, what, how, how is it that I'm getting the opposite? But what like what changed was instead of me to just stay there and cry and I feel so bad, what I started telling myself was mm, Esther, eh, it just means you need to do more. It just means you need to study more because yeah, like you didn't get up to what you wanted to get. It just means you need to study more. It doesn't mean you need to give up. So I don't know how if you guys get what I'm saying, but like it changed, and so failing that cause did not make me. I didn't feel by the way. <laughs> but like getting 50, that was the first 50 I had. Getting 50 something did not make me feel like, um, compared to how I was treated before that, I would just sink and be wallowing in sorrow. This time I was like, I went back and I was like, okay, so what did I do wrong? Let me see it again. Like, this time I wanted to know what really went wrong and then fix it. So yeah, and I, I think, yeah, um, is like I think that's one thing that that whole experience taught me. The fact that when you when it feels like you failed at something or you didn't do so well at something, instead of just 
um, breaking down and crying about the whole thing. Like, go back and actually reevaluate and see, okay, obviously, there was something that led to this. So, what actually happened? What went wrong? Is it that maybe I studied, but during the exam, I was scared. And because I was scared, I was writing. I was writing out of tension and then making a lot of mistakes. So, what exactly went wrong? So, those are the things that I was doing, reevaluating, reaffirming myself every now, every now and then, um, changing the things that I said and changing how I like approached failure in course or like approached that and like seeing that there was actually an opportunity in that failure, an opportunity to do better, an opportunity to learn something new and all. Okay, so um, is there like if we're talking about the positive side? Let's not just keep dwelling on the negative part of the story. Like, is there any way like it has affected you positively? Like, other areas of your life too? Like, what exactly has it been like? Yeah. <clears throat> so, life in general, life can be very funny <laughs> sometimes. So, um, yeah, definitely it has affected me in some areas. So let's say, um, for like right now, I'm a YouTuber, um, by the way, <laughs> and I've noticed that since that incident, like now when I do things, let's say they don't work out the way I wanted them to work out the first time, I don't feel like I don't feel bad about trying again. Or like, like before, the kind of person I wanted to be, I was somebody that I just wanted to do something once and just be done with it. When I took my WIAC, for instance, like an examination you take in Nigeria um, at the end of your your high school year, like I, I had some friends, or I knew some people who are taking like WIAC maybe once or twice. Maybe after taking the first time, they don't do so well and they go for a second time. Me, I just wanted to take it once and that is it. I do not have the patience to rewrite the game. Same thing with JAM, another kind of exam. So, and oh, but right now, when I do things, I'm open to, I'm open to like doing it more. Like if I feel like this thing did not come out well, I'm open to trying again. And like one of my friends always say, um, something worth doing is worth doing well. Like he, he keeps telling me, cause like I mentioned, I'm a YouTuber now and there are some of my videos that I have recorded like three times or two, two times. My first, my very first video, I recorded it like three times or four. I can't remember. Like, I just want to keep trying it until I'm sure that, okay, yes, this is maybe not perfect, but it's way better than what I did before. And I feel like that whole mindset of being open to that started from my foundation here in Hungary. And like now it's affecting me even YouTube. And I've noticed that every video I redo or every time I do, every time I redo something, it's always better than the previous one. So if I know that redoing this thing is going to be way better, like I'm very open to it. And I think even like in relationships too, like not just academically or not just work-wise, but even relationships, like I've noticed that I'm more open to like trying new like like let's say a relationship did not work out i don't have to like kill myself because when i remember that the next one can always be better like whatever mistakes were made in this one we can try to correct it in the next one like it makes me more open to to trying again and i've even seen it actually happen in my life like i've seen my like relationships friendships get better over time 
because I tried again and because like I I took the lessons that were learned from the other one. So yeah, I think that that's the way that whole scenario like affected me positively. Notice the changes. It was not a a spontaneous change, but I just noticed that the more I did, like the more I was putting in all these my new method methods. Um, and I was seeing progress. Like it was not something that just happened overnight. Like it was not something that I just said, I'm going to, I'm a success. And then the next day I noticed that I got hundred over hundred. No, but the next day, let's say maybe I was getting 60 before the next day I got, the next time I got 70 or 75 or 80, 90. Like it was a, like it was a gradual thing. It was not just, it was a gradual thing and I, I like what really what really um made me happy was the fact that i could see the progress like i could see that what i was implementing like the, met- the things i was trying the new way i was like approaching the whole thing was actually making progress so i was able to like just keep going on that path and so like progress as far as you're making progress in whatever you're doing it's it's always better than perfection that's the summary of everything that i have for you all today i hope that you've learned 18 or two from this and remember this doesn't just apply to academics it applies to every area of our lives work relationships friendships and academics also um number one remember that your mind is a magnet you attract what you think of as a man thinks in his heart so is he um remember that there's power in the tongue so confess what you want to see confess your reality okay um and also um it's best it's always better to have that growth mindset where you're focused on growing and doing better and approaching things with that mindset of oh if i don't if this thing doesn't go as well as i wanted it to go then it's just another opportunity to do better it's just an opportunity to get it right this time and um yeah putting the work putting the effort and everything that you need to get where you want to go but keep going like progress progress over perfection as far as you're making progress then that is what's important thank you so much for listening i really hope that this can help somebody in one way or the other i'll be really glad if it does and um, thank you so much kenny for having me on your podcast and for giving me the free free hand to 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 be in charge <laughs> yeah thank you so much too for for coming to be on this podcast i know it's very difficult for people to, to relieve some experiences to say some things again but i appreciate everyone that's participated in this Thank you very much, Esther. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye.